Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2023. Speaker Johnson says the House has the votes for a full impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Somebody's going to need to explain to me what the difference is and why haven't they really ratcheted this up to 10? Let's go, baby. Let's go. We have an election in less than 10 months. What are we, 10 months away from an election? Yes, December. An American warship and multiple commercial vessels are under attack now in the Red Sea because the world's definitely gotten safer. And Kyle Rittenhouse joins the show. We're excited to have Kyle on the show for the first time. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Uh, Be able to use your wireless service this Christmas. Of course, you're going to call your mom. You're going to call your grandparents. You're going to be using your cell phone. You're going to be taking videos. If it's if you have little kids like me, I'm like taking videos with my phone all day and night of my kids. We just set up a big inflatable Frosty the Snowman in my front yard. And my kids went running downstairs and loved it. And you want to capture little moments like that, right? Because Christmas is really magical for little children. Go switch, my friends, at Patriot Mobile. You should switch now because they are a company in a very, very small list of companies in America that actually care about you, care about free speech. That's becoming an overall trend for us here is how much free speech is under attack and why free speech is under attack. They have bad things planned for us, and so they must make you a slave. It really is about the condition of slavery versus free people, the free man or woman that you were designed to be by God. They want you as slaves. They want to make sure that you can't think freely or speak freely. So you should support a company, especially when you're talking on your phone, that actually believes in free speech. Patriot Mobile is that company. Get a free smartphone today with Patriot Mobile when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT and use the promo code FRIDAY76. Free smartphone with the promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me and make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash Benny. So Speaker Johnson, do we love him or do we hate him? I don't know, man. We've been busy. We were working all weekend. We had big special projects going to be out this week. If you're a member of the Benny, Benny Brigade, you're going to get special early access to a project that I'm the most excited about that we have ever done. We'll be we'll be doing more teasers this week for it. We're working all weekend. And right before we get out, go to like do a trip, I get the notification that George Santos has been expelled from the House. And then right afterwards, I get a notification that Speaker Johnson says, we have the votes to impeach Joe Biden, but you don't have the votes to impeach Mayorkas, who on his face is the largest human smuggler and sex trafficker on planet Earth, okay? Jeffrey Epstein's got nothing on Secretary Mayorkas, but Republicans can't impeach Secretary Mayorkas. So how the hell are you going to impeach Joe Biden? Also, you only hold, like, what did George Santos do? If George Santos went down to the floor of the house and opened up Hunter Biden's laptop and reenacted every scene from inside Hunter Biden's laptop at the floor, on the floor of the house, 
he'd still be one of the more moral members of Congress. They impeached him for lying? For lying? They kicked him out of the House. So Republicans already had like two, like they only had like a two-seat majority. And so now it's down to one. So now if somebody has a bad fall or gets sick or gets COVID, you just handed the House back to Democrats. This is why we lose. Also, you can't be, yo, we lose. I run a business, okay? The business requires negotiation. We do business deals and it requires negotiation, whether it be all, all business is negotiation, all business is horse trading. So whether it be a conversation with an employee or whether it be a, a conversation with a, a, you know, with a brand that wants to work with us, whatever it is, it's all a negotiation, okay? Here's what you don't do in a negotiation. Just literally give everyone everything they want forever. That's bad negotiation. You're going to go out of business. So what Republicans did was give everyone what they want with George Santos uh, and without negotiating anything. So here's what you should have done. You should have said, Adam Schiff is a liar. You have Adam Schiff in your caucus, okay? You have Adam Schiff. He's a Democrat. He lied, like demonstrably lied to the American people about something far worse than whatever George, George Santos, whatever, he bought handbags or something, right? I'm not saying it's moral or ethical, but I'm saying that he just lied. He's just a fabulist. Okay, fine, whatever. For, being a liar is a prerequisite, actually, to be in politics. It shouldn't be that way, but it is because it's important. This is important. Because Republicans are going like, to come through and say, oh, yeah, now we're going to impeach Joe Biden. This is the deal that was struck. I know how these people work. This is the deal that was struck. And I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not the boom, clap, hallelujah chorus. I will gladly cr attack or critique my own party because it's my party. I, I got to be responsible for it. It's my party. So we will gladly critique Republicans. I'm not going to I'm not going to swallow the pill. I'm not Sean Hannity. OK. Like, I'm not going to just swallow the pill and say, oh, yeah, everything Republicans have done is amazing. It's not. It's not. Kicking out George Santos, expelling George Santos is so unbelievably stupid. But if you had to do it, let's say you must do it, okay? Let's say there were internal pressures and you must do it. The only way to do it is to tell Democrats, you'll kick out Adam Schiff and we'll kick out George Santos. Okay, Democrats, you are going to expel Adam Schiff. You're going to expel Eric Swalwell. You're going to expel Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar for being for having obvious being obvious terrorism supporters. You're going to expel AOC. AOC has committed multiple frauds. AOC committed fraud at the Met Gala. She was found in violation of ethics committee. AOC committed is committing fraud by like having some nebulous relationship with her spouse and claiming exemptions for her spouse. It's go, it's getting into the weeds here, but it is. She's getting she's having ethics complaints filed against her for these kind of things. And then Adam Schiff is just a known liar who actually lied about something that was really important in America. Adam Schiff says he has credible evidence. He went on national TV and said he had credible evidence. This was Intel Committee. Adam Schiff hit credible evidence that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. That's what he said. Uh, hey, McFly, McFly, Bueller, Bueller. It's been six years. Has Adam Schiff ever produced any of that evidence? No, he's just a liar. And so unlike lying about Gucci bags or makeup or whatever, who who the hell cares? These people are all degenerate thieves. So you're going to go after George Santos. You're going to go after like one of your people. 
who is voting with your caucus to help deliver for a Republican Party, you're going to expel him and you're not going to put any, you're not going to do any deal with Democrats to expel their liars. That's how it should have been structured. Mike Johnson should have gone to Hakeem Jeffries and go, okay, that's fine. We will actually vote. We'll vote with one for one. Give us Eric Swalwell. He slept with a Chinese spy. And they crapped his pants on national TV. Give me that clip. I want to, I want, it's very important. Because Eric Swalwell came for me a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Came for me for calling him out. For um, wearing a tuck swimsuit from Target. Anyway, I don't want to get too into the weeds. But I do want to say that I'm not going to buy it. Okay? I'm not going to buy it. And this is somebody who has spent the last three years detailing and bringing every guest on this program that I possibly could to show you how corrupt Joe Biden is because he is corrupt. But there's strategy behind that. I have actually changed my tune and I don't want Joe Biden to be kicked out of office. Now, he won't be, right? The impeachment would never pass the Senate. Senate's 50-50 right now. But, you know, House Republicans could have done impeachment of Joe Biden like last spring. Now they're kicking out their own members, reducing their vote. I think we legitimately have a majority in the House of like three people now. And we voted to expel one guy because he lied. I mean, guys, come on. It's so cucked. It's so embarrassing. The the corporate Republican Party is so embarrassing. I'm not talking about grassroots. You're a member of the grassroots Republican Party. You're a member of like people that actually make things happen, that actually like live in the real world, that like that do things and understand that we are not just like a ball gag sit that, that like the Republican Party of like groveling and walking on our hands and knees with a ball gag in our mouth and a leather gimp suit on, like through Washington, D.C., being dragged around by Nancy Pelosi and Democrats and the corporate press. And that's exactly what happened here. I'll end my rant on this. I'm not supposed to, this is not how I'm supposed to start the show. So I apologize to ALX and Rolls Royce. But I got to tell you, like, I'm so angry because I understand what's happening. What happens is total and complete cultural uh, vacuum that gets created in Washington, D.C., where the media sounds so loud, it's called being in the barrel. When you're in the barrel, Republicans sit in the barrel in Washington, D.C., and everything around D.C. is this just decaying superstructure of Democrats, a single-party state where everything is controlled. And so they get these Republican members of Congress in there, and then they put them inside of this like echo chamber, the in the barrel is what I call it. And they bang on that barrel and they make it sound so loud. You must get rid of George Santos. He's such an evil guy. And then you come down to Florida or Georgia or to anywhere else in the rest of America. They're going to go, who? George who? George Santos? George Lopez? He's a comedian, right? He's on ABC. He had some show. Who? Nobody cares. Like fix the economy. Fix the border. My kid got fentanyl poisoning. Have you seen the price of eggs? That's what people say. The Republicans are such cowards, so utterly cucked that they can't impeach Mayorkas. 
They can't defund any of the federal government. Nothing's been defunded. The FBI just got a brand new headquarters. The FBI just got a reward for putting Trump supporters in prison, for putting pro-lifers in jail. Hillary Clinton isn't in Guantanamo Bay where she belongs. Bill Clinton either. And instead, the only people that seem to get punished are the targets of the corporate press because the corporate press is smart. They are agents of the Democrat Party and they go after George Santos in order to hurt the Republican majority. Because if you knock down by one a seat, George Santos beat a Democrat. George Santos beat a Democrat in a D plus three district. That's really impressive in Long Island. And so if you like, if you go and you're able to like focus your attacks and then make it really noisy and you realize that Republicans are cowards, then you're able to win and you're able to get them to do what you want. That's exactly what happened here. It's so frustrating. I promise you I'd play you Eric Swalwell farting on TV. This is an unedited clip. You deserve to see it. This guy slept with a Chinese spy and let that Chinese spy put interns in his office. This man still serves on the intelligence committee. No vote to expel him from Congress. But of course, he's really good at expelling in Congress, if you know what I mean. Watch. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard. From- Did you see him move back there? Yeah, he moved back. You know, you know it. You see him move back. They, they this is called fart gate. They said it didn't happen. And then when the clip went viral, they like they said it was a coffee mug. The official explanation. They went through like five of them. They said it was a coffee mug being moved across the table. <laughs> but it's like the Zapruder film. Like you can slow it down, and you can actually see Eric Swalwell go. Oh no! Eating a little too much General So's chicken, if you know what I mean. A little too much Mugu Guy Pan for Swalwell. Yeah, him and Yum Yum. Anyway, they said it was a coffee mug moving across the table. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I also don't buy this whole fake. I I don't. You're going to sit there. You're going to expel. You're going to expel one. You you know, you have a a majority of three people. You're going to expel one person. So your majority is now down to two. And then you're going to come to me and be like, now we're going to impeach Joe Biden. Ball. Man, I hate I hate Republicans more than Democrats. At least Democrats will stab me in the face. Okay? I know it's coming. Republicans will stab you in the back. Nonetheless, Speaker Johnson is saying that he will bring a vote to impeach Joe Biden. Now, is this some backroom deal that he was able to negotiate where like he'll expel the Republicans make concessions only to like wimpy other Republicans, never to the Democrat Party. They see us as the problem. So is this some deal that he made where you're where he's going to expel a Republican in order to get a vote to for the impeachment inquiry? Dude. All right. Whatever. OK, here, roll the tape. Thus far, it has been just that an inquiry based on what's been found. Do you as the speaker with that power plan on bringing 
uh, an actual vote on impeachment. It's, it's become a necessary step. Elise and I both served on the impeachment defense team of uh, Donald Trump twice when the Democrats used it for brazen partisan political sure. purposes. We decried that use of it. This is very different. Remember, we are the rule of law team. We have to do it very methodically. Our three committees of jurisdiction, Judiciary Oversight, Ways and Means, have been doing an extraordinary job following the evidence where it leads. But now we're being stonewalled by the White House because they're preventing at least two to three DOJ witnesses from coming forward, a former White House counsel. The National Archives, the White House has withheld thousands of pages of evidence. So a formal impeachment inquiry vote on the floor will allow us to take it to the next necessary step. And I think it's something we have to do at this juncture. Fine. I mean, fine. Like, uh, I can't believe we've been doing shows for three years talking about the Biden crimes. Had on every single guest that we could possibly get to detail the Biden crimes. And I can't believe I'm like so disappointed the way that this is finally going forward. Man, it really is. It's moving forward with a whimper. And they're sitting there in the little Fox studio with Elise Stefanik, who voted to expel George Santos, I believe. Is that correct? I know McCarthy did. Voted to expel George Santos, saying that he has the votes to bring the Biden impeachment inquiry? Really? You can't impeach Mayorkas, dude. But he says he has the votes. So I guess we'll see. Watch. Do you have the votes to actually formally start an impeachment process? Yeah, I believe we will. I, I suspect no Democrats will assist in this effort, but they should. The facts are so uh, clear for everyone to see. Just a couple of numbers to remember, just real quick off the top. 15 million. We know that the Biden family received at least 15 million dollars from foreign nationals and foreign companies. That includes from Ukraine, Russia, China, just between 2014 and 2019. Uh, 16 times, at least on the record, Joe Biden has lied about his involvement involvement in the family's uh, business dealings, Hunter Biden's business dealings. We know 22 times, at least 22 times, the president met with or talked with Hunter's foreign business associates. And we have checks. We have we have checks written to Joe Biden that the Oversight Committee has found in the banking records. $40,000 from China, $200,000 from a now bankrupt healthcare company that his brother James Biden apparently swindled. But the evidence is so clear you cannot look away. And the Constitution requires the House to follow the truth where it leads. We, we, we have a duty to do this. We cannot stop the process. So, okay, you know, listen, here's all, here's all I'll say. Like, Mike Johnson, to me, comes across as not the man for the moment. Because right now you have a party that has been a, a Democrat party that is utter, utterly unrecognizable. They are using every lever of power to, to persecute, destroy, imprison, or kill their political enemies. They're doing this with Donald Trump. Donald Trump will most likely go to trial in the middle of March of 2024, in the middle of a presidential race, of which he is the far and away front runner and will uh, win the Republican primaries walking away with it. I mean, listen, man, put him in jail. See what happens. You want an electoral landslide? You want you want 400 electoral votes for Donald Trump? Try it. I, really, I say try it. That's why his mug shot's in the studio. But, like, understand what time it is. That's what we sort of wanted. That's why I was such a huge advocate. Once the McCarthy vote happened, I was such a huge advocate for Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan, at the very least, understands what time it is. These people are Marxists, and Marxists see the world in a very simple binary. There are the people, which is their people, the people that give them power, and then there's the enemies of the people, which are subhumans. They view us as subhuman. 
It's an evil atheistic ideology that is centered entirely around giving as much unlimited power and dicta- dic- you know dictatorial godlike powers to evil men and evil women. And it's why people like Hillary Clinton obviously are so attracted to it. Barack Obama, Joe Biden. This is a political ideology, a political form of rulership that is designed to enslave you. They see you as less than human. That's what this is about. It's important to crystallize this. And so know what time it is, Republican Party. It's not time to get all fussy, all fussy in our broom feathers over George Santos. That's like the Republican Party from 1994 or something. This is a different Republican Party with a different enemy, a very different enemy. Are you, are your eyes open? They're arresting people for protesting abortion clinics. Little grandmothers are protesting abortion clinics. Meanwhile, this morning, we found out that the people that burned down the Wendy's during the BLM riots in Atlanta, they get a $500 fine and they get to walk. It's just year zero Maoist Marxism. That's all it is. There's the people and the enemies of the people. And we are considered, for them, the enemies of the people. Now, the the the, the silver lining here is that the people are actually on our side. What I mean by that is that the vast majority, the vast plurality of Americans, if you were to read what Republicans are for, what we are for, then they'll say, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Parental rights, traditional values, like, like science, the, the, the biological realities. These things make a ton of sense to people. Religious freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of thought. But we're so bad at messaging and we're so bad at understanding what time it is and what enemy we're fighting. It's what makes Donald Trump so powerful because at the very least, Donald Trump understood his enemy and understands how evil and vicious these people are. Unfortunately, he was talked out of prosecuting Hillary Clinton. We would have had a much better country. Man, we would have had a much better country if these Marxists, the only thing they understand is force and power. That is their language. And so we would have had a much different country. The biggest critical mistake of Donald Trump's first term was not prosecuting Hillary Clinton. If you had actually took taken that woman and dragged her into court and decided on which court you're going to bring the case in, and you'd actually presented a federal case for her abuse of her office and her abuse of the classification system and her wanton neglect of classified materials, and, and then you would – I mean it would have been – a lift, but then you actually get a jury to throw her in jail. I tell you what, like, like you would have had a very different country. At, like so many of the bad things that happened over the last couple of years would not have happened. They would not have had the guts to do it. But when Hillary Clinton skated, it opened the doors. It's called the broken windows syndrome. When criminals drive through neighborhoods and see broken windows that are not fixed, and they say, well, I can commit crimes too. It's very simple. It's a very simple ideology. And so when Hillary Clinton got off scot-free, even though Donald Trump promised to put her in jail to her face, and I don't think this is Donald Trump's fault. I think Donald Trump was talked out of it. Donald Trump's very new at this. Then that allowed for the open criminal, that allowed for his enemies to gather and say, we can get away with it too. And so we might as well use these tactics against Donald Trump. So that's what happened. Republicans have not answered strongly against Joe Biden. They didn't open the impeachment inquiry on day one, but it sounds like, according to members of the Republican Party, 
this man from Texas, Rep. Pat Fallon, uh, that there will be a formal vote on the Biden impeachment inquiry before the holiday break. So Christmas in like three weeks. Apparently, there's going to be a Republican vote for the impeachment. inquiry. This is the impeachment of Joe Biden, the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Oh, it's weak. It's so weak. It was so weak. Watch. What does a formal impeachment inquiry get you? And do you expect a floor vote before December 15th when you head out for the holidays? I do expect a floor vote before we head out for the holidays. And what an official impeachment inquiry, rather, Maria, gets us is it's a lot harder for the administration to resist our subpoenas. And it opens up more tools in our toolbox, if you will. I mean, the Biden family, we know for sure now, has received $24 million from foreign sources, many from folks that are our enemies on the global stage. If you wow. believe the FD 1023, that's an extra $10 million. So now we're at $34 million. And if we had talked about this about a year ago, Maria, we could have only proved a million dollars. So that's the difference when you have subpoena power. We've subpoenaed their bank records eight times, and all eight times we have found more money, foreign money, flowing to the Bidens. Me? Stop resisting my subpoena, Mr. Mr. Biden. Which is, uh, if you again, if you look through Hunter Biden's laptop, you'll see plenty of subpoena, uh, and it's it will scar your eyes. You will take you will take your you will take your hand sanitizer, and you will go directly into your eyeballs after. Looking through Hunter Biden's laptop, I'm, I'm very shame on you, Marco Polo Association, for sending me Hunter for, for sending me the entire book on Hunter Biden's laptop. My God, I would go burn it. <laughs> I have kids in my house. I can't allow this. It's so evil. And we look forward to Hunter Biden being deposed. So Hunter Biden's lawyers had said, "Yeah, okay, we're going to do it." Um, that's awesome. At least Stefanik, who I wrongly said voted to oust George Santos, she did not. So credit to her. It was Nicole Malitakis who ended up, who was the New York female Republican member of Congress that voted to oust George Santos. Uh, Elise Stefanik saying, we will depose Hunter Biden. Come on, baby, let's go. Help me understand something about the about the impeachment process and the, the proposal to depose Hunter Biden. Um, I think it's something that the American people would love to see happen and actually love to see take place. That's what Hunter Biden says he wants as well, to have this take place open and in the public. But there is some desire among Republicans to at least start the process behind closed doors. Why? It is important to get a deposition. A deposition is very different than an open hearing. For the viewers across America, an open hearing is five minutes on the Democrat side, five minutes on the Republican side. It becomes a very public press opportunity for the Democrats to politicize. We want to go at this from a legal and factual perspective. And the only way to get that is through a deposition. And I will remind you, Will, this is what Democrats said uh, when they refused to allow just an open hearing. When they made their argument, they want a deposition. So now they're trying to make the counter argument, but they are on record saying, that witness should have a deposition. So it is unacceptable that Hunter Biden's attorney said he just wants to do an open hearing. The only correct response to the subpoena is a deposition. That's a really. So it sounds like Hunter Biden, who won't really have a choice, is going to play ball and is going to have to come in and answer these questions. We look forward to the answering of the questions because they got them. This is what's this is what's amazing. This is what cowardice looks like. Unwillingness to act even in the face of a preponderance of evidence. And Republicans do have a preponderance of evidence. It's like pretty obvious that there are major major uh laws that have been broken by the Bidens. Yet we're just like supposed to think that that's okay. 
right? Like I, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here like thinking through the charges against Bob Men, Bob Menendez, who's a senator, who's a Democrat, is that the Egyptian government gave him gold bars. They gave him gold bars. They literally they they shoved gold bars into his pockets in order to give them classified information. This is what happens when you don't put Hillary Clinton in prison. You ever seen the meme with the guy with like the little dominoes and like a guy's knocking over one little domino and there's all these big dominoes that leading up like not putting Hillary Clinton in jail allowed for all of this to continue. And the most critical mistake of my lifetime politically was not opening a full investigation into Hillary Clinton, ordering it a real special counsel, not James Comey, a real special counsel, like a real baller coming in there and looking and then prosecuting Hillary Clinton. That would have said so much to these criminals. Yet they kick out George Santos. Gold bar Bob is in the Senate doing what? What was Joe Biden on? The, the Foreign Intelligence Committee, right? Joe Biden served on that committee along with the judiciary. Where did old bar Bob learn how to funnel money from foreign sources? From Joe Biden, their best friends. And so when James Comer outlines how the Bidens were bribed, makes a lot of sense. This is the product of Washington, D.C. This is not the glitch. It's not a bug. It's not like the, the crimes that happen in the background. This is what Washington, D.C. does. Your government are organized criminals and they collude against you, the taxpayer. Real enlightenment is understanding that your government is simply an organized criminal organization that is led by criminals. And when you re when you when you finally understand that, then you can assess the battlefield and know who your real enemy is. James Comer, who we love and who's done such a great job and who comes on the program, and I think he's coming on the program later this week. Uh, James Comer outlined all of this clearly, succinctly. See if this um, rings a bell, right? Does this remind you of how Bob Bob Menendez got bribed? It's the same thing. This is the product of Washington, D.C. Go. Remember when Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China? Well, not only did he lie about his son, Hunter, making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account in the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. As Hunter Biden extorted this associate, Hunter claimed he was sitting with his father and that the Biden network would turn on his associate if he didn't pony up the money. The extortion scheme worked. Days later, $5 million flowed in from a Chinese affiliate of CEFC. It goes on and on. We've detailed it. We've covered it in detail. Look, good on, we were talking in the studio, like watching that clip, like good on James Comer for a little production value. 
I'm really glad, like, I'm, I'm sick of Republicans making videos that look like ISIS hostage videos. <laughs> Blair Witch Project Republicans, yeah. <laughs> At least he got, like, some motion graphics. <laughs> it's like 20 years behind. But here we are. We're doing, we do shows like this in order to push the Overton window for our party. It's important to hold our own party accountable, to hold their feet to the fire. You're going to go and do this little parade down my street and tell me that I should be clapping like a lobotomized seal at SeaWorld because you're going to, you have the votes for an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden when you all just voted against impeaching Mayorkas? Yeah, get some guts, right? Like, be in the arena. Get some guts. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to join the program in just a moment. Talk about guts. Talk about somebody who stood up to evil. Defeated evil. It was necessary. It wasn't pretty. It was necessary. There's a there's value to being a man and standing up and defeating evil and calling it out. Jordan Peterson always says, uh, if you're scared of strong men, imagine what weak men can do. I just have one final clip in all of this, and I'm not going to drown you. We'll do in a big impeachment. James Comer's coming on. We're going to do a big impeachment. We're going to go through all, all of the evidence. We have all these phone calls and all these voicemails that rarely get played, and we're going to string it all together with the Ukrainian oligarchs and name everyone. We're going to do this later in the week. But I, I'll tell you this. If you want weak men to run your country, this is what's going to happen. And Paul, I lived in D.C. for 15 years. I covered the Hill, asked questions at the White House. I was a reporter in D.C. Man, Washington, D.C. is a city that is run that is built on weak men. Only weak men go to Washington and only weak men rule in Washington. And they are tyrannical and fussy and feminine and feline. And it leads to a destructive cycle where these uh, individuals embody that Marxist tautology that we often talk about on the show, which is there's the people and then there's enemies of the people. And then they treat you as enemies. They treat you as subhuman. How else can you explain this clip of Hunter Biden? Last clip I'll play for you on this. How else do you explain this clip of Hunter Biden? Where Hunter Biden is asked about his numerous on-camera crimes, right? Every time we play you the clip, it gets age-gated, right? And that we have to take down the video. So my producer, producer ALX is telling me I can't play the Hunter Biden smoking crack clip. There are no less than like 450 million hours of Hunter Biden smoking crack video of it. There's one clip that we like to, to play before ALX nuked it uh, of Hunter Biden weighing his crack and then arguing with the hookers about how much it weighs. And he's going back and forth with his camera. A guy literally had a GoPro attached to him at all times to film his crimes. That's how that's the a system that was created by Hunter Biden learning a long time ago that he came from a privileged American family and that there would never be any consequences. And now we are living inside of a collapsing country with a collapsing border, with a collapsing financial system built in part by that group of people who are going to profit from the collapse. And it's bad, and it will be bad for all of us, and they'll all get rich. Hunter Biden will have his little GoPro on, and he'll film it all. It's remarkable. Here's a clip of Hunter Biden bragging about the fact that he can do this 
So imagine the bloody cheek here. He can bra he's bragging about being able to defraud the American public and get away with metaphorical, maybe literal murder. Watch. And the Biden family has a long history of covering up cocaine charges. Ask Hunter. He'll tell you straight up. If he wasn't a Biden, he'd be in jail. I just wonder how you viewed sort of the, the money you made through your your clients that enabled that addiction and also maybe the ways that protected you from consequences that might have landed a lot of other people in jail. I think it's completely unfair. And I think that that uh, that. I am 100 percent the um, still here today and not in a uh, jail cell or um, in an institution uh, because of my privilege and not just the privilege of a family that loved me, but the privilege of the fact that, you know, I, I had uh, been uh, very successful. Back in 1988, Hunter was arrested for cocaine possession in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. But Hunter walked out with a clean record. Why? Well, his dad, senator at the time, expunged his record. And at the same time, Biden was sweeping his son's coke under the rug. Biden was throwing average Americans in prison for coke possession. Same crime. We have the clip for you. Biden bragging on the floor of the Senate. If you have cracked more than this quarter or this nickel, five years in jail, judge doesn't have a choice. Mandatory minimums for everyone but his kid. And then Hunter Biden on there bragging that if his last name wasn't Biden, then he'd be in prison right now. Those are the people who run the country. So Republicans, understand what time it is. Understand who taught Gold Bar Bob how to fleece gold bars from the Egyptians. Ladies and gentlemen, have you seen the price of gold today? Ah. You think the price of Bitcoin's going up? Holy cannoli. Gold just skyrocketing. People aren't buying this any longer. They aren't buying the lies of our government and these fake economic numbers. Now is the time to invest in gold, and you should do that with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Go to my friends at Allegiance Gold and invest now. Uh, gold is a fantastic asset to invest in, and it's Christmas time, right? And the wise men are wise for a reason. They brought gold to the Christ child because gold is a valuable asset, has always been a valuable precious metal. It's called precious metals for a reason. And well, again, if you looked at the price of gold today, you'll realize exactly how precious those metals are. You should invest and hedge just a little bit of your savings in precious metals. Things are gonna go sideways in 2024. Stuff's gonna get crazy, okay? So be prepared, be prepared. You can convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals backed by Allegiance Gold. They're the best in the industry. I trust them personally. Go to protectwithmenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Now, somebody who's um, protected himself, obviously, and acted in self-defense, somebody who understands what time it is because he had the unfortunate experience of looking down the barrel of evil incarnate is Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse has a brand new book detailing what happened to him, telling his story. And Kyle Rittenhouse, for the first time, joins the show now. Kyle, what an honor to have you on the program. Thank you for having me, Benny. You're a brave dude. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you are an exonerated dude, and you are a man who stood up to evil, faced it, and who 
came out um, came out alive uh, because you had the bravery to actually face evil and you had the bravery to confront evil and you did what was necessary. And it seems like we live in a time of expanding evil. It seems like we live in a very spiritual time right now where there is a great deal of a great deal of forces that require confrontation. Uh, can you I know you speak about this in your brand new book, Acquitted. But can you can you talk to that great this greater overall um, moment that we're going through as a country, what you saw firsthand and what you see today? Absolutely. I was in a situation where I was forced to defend myself. But today I see situations all over the world, such as New York with Daniel Penny, or we saw in Texas with Daniel Perry, who was forced to defend himself. And again, in New York with the guy at the subway station, again, who fired the gun at the mugger. And these people are being prosecuted for self-defense and for standing up for their rights and for other people. And we just see our country in a downhill downhill spiral of our rights being stripped away right in front of us. Yes. So when you have a, when you have a community of people that can't defend themselves, right? When you can come to me and hit me and I can't fight back, I'm a slave. By definition, I'm a slave, right? Like when you, when I can't defend myself, I then you are the master. I am the slave because you can inflict violence on me and I can't do anything about it. And more importantly, if the slave strikes the master, then the slave gets punished, right? So they, what they're creating is effectively uh, the new form, of, a, a new form of master-slave relationships uh, where we are not allowed to defend ourselves. By definition, that's slavery. Essentially, they're taking away our firearms. They're trying to change the Second Amendment. We have Gavin Newsom out of California. Sorry. <laughs> Newsom. <laughs> Gavin Newsom out of California. I see what you did there, young man. Well done. The, me- the memers celebrate trying to propose the 28th amendment which by definition abolishes the second amendment is super unconstitutional and it just it's just ridiculous to see things like this happening on an everyday basis because this is one this is not what our founding fathers pictured yeah there's defending yourself physically and then there's defending yourself spiritually i know you get into that in your new book acquitted can you talk to me a little bit about your spiritual journey uh after what happened in kenosha wisconsin obviously we've all we've we've watched the trial everyone has seen the outcome uh kyle rittenhouse not guilty y'all got to feel me um but that brought you through a very fascinating spiritual journey can you talk to me about that absolutely it taught me a lot of things like it taught me to trust in the lord to honestly it soothed my worry a little bit with like okay whatever's going to happen is going to happen and god's plan is the right plan so i just have to trust in god and it taught me that it taught me to trust in god and it gave me a bunch of other trials to where i knew they were they may have seemed bad in the moment but i knew the outcome was always going to be good because god's plan is good and it taught me that hmm well, God does have a good plan. He does have protection over his people. I mean, you it, it was it's remarkable watching the clips of that night and you because it did it does seem like God had his like a literal guardian angel over you. Because there there was no way you were supposed to make it out alive that night in Kenosha. Oh, 100%. I stared down the barrel of Mr. Grosgrude's gun and I was able to stop that threat before he was able to pull the trigger along with several other threats. God was definitely with me that night. Yes. Uh, Somebody who wasn't with you is uh, the current resident of the White House who defamed you and who called you a vile racist uh, that night. 
people don't remember this. I don't know, Alex, do we have the tweets? They're probably still up, but Joe Biden defamed you and went after you and your character uh, for what is, what has now been found and what was clearly to anyone watching an act of self-defense. Uh, and, and, and so like, I, I believe that you are threatening legal action or at the very least speaking out against Joe Biden. Um, what happened when you, when you saw Joe Biden say such vile things about you? I mean, I, I, I saw that clip and I was like, wow. Um, he used my face in the campaign video and a couple other things. And I just saw, wow, politics has nothing to do with this case. This is a case of self-defense, not a political election. And he put my face right slap dab in the middle. And I was kind of disgusted by it. I was like, I'm a 17-year-old kid at the time. How can a grown man do that? I understand that he likes children quite a bit, but to put my face in something like that is really disturbing. Yeah, that's that's right. It's, pro it's probably because if more if more kids uh, were armed, then he wouldn't have the right to come from behind and sniff most of them in the hair. So it, it, this is actually a direct threat to, um, yeah, Joe Biden's uh, uh, smelling circus. So what we have here in Kenosha is a situation where you spent 87 days in jail uh, and you had to go to a trial and it was excruciating, uh, a self-defense trial. You were found not guilty, yet the people who burned down the city, the people who torched cities across America, have faced virtually no ramifications. People burned a Wendy's down in Atlanta. They burned a Wendy's down. They burned it to the ground, and they got fined 500 bucks today. That ruling hit the wire today. And so your thoughts on the dual justice system in this country, as you are yourself a victim uh, of that system, Absolutely. And who burns down a Wendy's? Let's just start with that. Who who burns down a Wendy's and to only get fined $500 for it? But that's not even the worst of it. 98% of these people haven't even been charged. And the people who do defend themselves, the people who do stand up and protect themselves and end up having to save their own life are put on trial and then they're either found guilty, like we have Daniel Perry out of Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas, or we have me who's put on trial. Um, thank God I was found not guilty, but it should never have gone to trial to begin with. Yes. Yes, that's right. In a different era, it would have been like just clean cut. Yeah, you're allowed to defend yourself. Yes. Yes. We're not slaves in this country. You're allowed to defend yourself. Uh, and you don't have to accept the fact that a bunch of predators, pederasts, uh, and uh, de uh, Antifa degenerates are coming after you to murder you. If a, if a mob of people, who, who, whoever they are, but the mob that came after you happen to be uh, convicted pedophiles uh, and convicted criminals, if these convicted criminals are coming after me, then I have a right to defend myself. It's like, this was simple and common sense for what seemed like the last 250 years of uh, American history. And then suddenly something changed and things got sideways. What, what went wrong, Kyle? Politics 100% had a play into it. Um, people started getting weak. Um, we started electing district attorneys who were funded by um, George Soros or other organizations who are interested in not protecting our rights, but interested in pushing their own narrative. The Constitution kind of just fell through the cracks when these people went to law school, apparently, because they don't seem to be following through with it. Yeah, it really, really does seem like we're in a point of peril and like a bizarre world, upside down universe. But we're very, very 
uh, we cheered from the top of our lungs when you were found not guilty. And we were very thankful for just like a, a small sliver of sanity in the country. Your book is a sliver of sanity. What will people find when they uh, go to their local bookstores or order online uh, acquitted? Well, people are going to learn that a lot of the narratives were wrong. A lot of people say I grew up privileged and I had everything handed to me, which is just not true. I grew up with a mom working 80 hour weeks trying to put food on the table and a drug addict dad. It wasn't easy growing up. And I talk a lot about that in my book. I talk about how I got through some of these struggles. I talk a lot about the trial and a lot about the incident of what happened. But I think people are really going to realize how bad the defamatory was, how bad um, some of the things that happened were that they may not realize. And if it can happen, you know, if they're doing this to you, they're doing this as a test case for the rest of the country. So this is a message. They're obviously sending a message that you're not allowed to defend yourself any longer, that you're inhuman, that you are a slave. Like, do you, do you agree with that framing? Oh, absolutely. If I was found guilty, self-defense would have been completely dead in this country. Thank God I wasn't. But I think they still are using it to like, okay, if you defend yourself, we're still going to put you on trial. We're going to bankrupt you. We're going to make you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in lawyers and experts um, just so you don't have to spend the rest of your life in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are you today? Like what, like what, uh, I, I, I heard that you were considering going to college. Uh, some colleges were very upset about that. Uh, wh like what, uh, what, what's the, what's the uh, current status of Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, I currently work a nine to five. Um, I'm out doing some media right now. I'm in Florida. You work a nine to five. Yeah. I work a nine to five day job. Really? Yep. Doing what? Can I ask? Uh, I'll let you know off the record. Uh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, because well, I want to invite we we have a we we partner with an AR-15 company, Spike Tactical. So I want to I want to invite you out shooting with me. So yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. Um, I actually have a Spike Tactical AR. My man. All right. Well, let's meet at the range sometime. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then and then you're in Florida. Well, that's very good. So you're in a state that allows you to protect I, I yourself in, still. I live in Texas, but I'm currently in Florida. Oh, okay. Got it. Well, both, both fantastic. Both spectacular yeah. states. Very smart. Very wise. You have to choose your states wisely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. There's sometimes things that the free states aren't even that free. Yes, that's exactly correct. But Texas and Florida are two are two good ones. What's your final? What's your advice to young kids? Because young kids these days, young men particularly, are rejecting a system that is requiring that they become, you know, corporate castrated simp's, and that they just give up, that they give give up, right? And I think that young men are looking for inspiration. You are an inspiration to a great deal of them. They want to be able to stand up for themselves. Uh, as you did. I mean, maybe not in the same. Hopefully, God, God forbid, people find themselves in the same situation that you found yourself in, but they still wish to be able to stand up for themselves. Uh, your advice to young men watching this? Um, absolutely. Um, that's a good question, Benny. My advice for young men my age watching this is just find motivation. I know I struggled with that a little bit, just finding motivation to go out there and do things, do the right thing. Like, not like go to a ride or anything, but like a motivation to do the right thing and help people and get an education, um, be smart, be financially smart, um, and just be a good person. A lot of people struggle with that these days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one thing I've always wanted to ask you, and this is my final question, but I think a very 
powerful one is we have everyone's seen the clip of you hearing the not guilty read again and again and again in the courthouse and you just really breaking down emotionally. I want you to talk me through like what what was going through your mind at that moment? Well, I walked in and I had a very, right before we went into the verdict, I had a very quick question with the sheriff, um, not, not sheriff, but deputy. And I was like, he was like, hey, no matter what happens, uh, we're going to get you out of here really quick. And we'll, if, you, if you're found guilty, we're going to handcuff you in the elevator, but you're going to run to the elevator. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, okay. Very nervous. Goodness. You think this is going to be found guilty? That's what the sheriff said to you? He said, if I'm found guilty, we're not going to handcuff you in the courtroom. We're going to rush you down to the elevator and then we'll arrest you down there. Um, and I said, all right. Goodness. Wow. What a vote of confidence from the sheriff. Jeez. Well, I mean, he was a nice guy, but. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's something you don't want to hear, though. Like, yeah, exactly. Is that for your own safety? Yeah, for my own safety. Yeah. Um, and then he said, if I'm not found, we'll still run down there, but then I'll just be put in my vehicle and I'll get to go home. Thank God I was found not guilty, but standing there, I stood up and I couldn't breathe. Like my chest was extremely tight. I just got done throwing up like 10, 15 minutes prior when I heard the verdict was reached. And I just felt the weight off of my shoulder, every single verdict. And like my knees collapsed out in front of me. I couldn't even stand up. And so, so, so not all of this was just, all of this was 100% your physical reaction to the weight of the moment. Just being, being released. What was happening spiritually in this moment? I definitely felt God with me. I felt God like saying over me, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. If you're found guilty, um, you're, it's my plan and my plan's a good plan. No matter what happens, you'll be okay. And I'll be with you. Hmm. Such an incredible lesson, such a powerful thing. You're going to be okay no matter what happens. I'll be with you. That's what God was telling you in this moment. That's definitely what I felt God saying to me. Yes. That is a lesson that many of us could learn, young man, and many people who are twice your age or three times your age could take into their days day by day is that God's with us and he's got us. And we're not even facing remotely what you faced uh, when you were, were you 18 at the time? I was seven. Uh, yes, I, I just turned 18. I was 18 just for a couple months. Incredible. Too young to even be drafted. And yet this was all happening to you. God bless you, Kyle. Uh, everyone should support Kyle and go out and purchase his brand new book, which is an absolute page turner and can is available, I believe, everywhere uh, currently. It's yes. currently only available at RittenhouseBook.com. And you Rittenhouse. can pre-order a signed copy and you can pre-order a regular version. I'll be hand signing every single copy that is pre-ordered for sign. Got it. All right. Well, we all know you have very good trigger discipline, Kyle. So good luck signing. Happy trails. God bless you. And stay based. Thank you, Benny. Ooh, man. Kyle Rittenhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, what an inspiration. I'm find, I, I got to find out what Kyle does. I don't even know. What does Kyle do? I don't know. We got to find out what Kyle does. What does he do? And then we give him, and we need to send him a job offer immediately. Rolls Royce. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing having these conversations on live. <laughs> Whatever. That kid's impressive. I'm a,
big Kyle Rittenhouse fan. I'm really, really happy that he finally, we were finally able to get him on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm sure that our uh, Department of Defense, which is shockingly cut all of the diversity ads now and are making ads with straight white guys again. We've covered that before. Uh, I wish they, they, they probably wish they had more Kyle Rittenhouses who had signed up to serve in our American military. Now that our American military is under attack across the world, the Pentagon says that American warships and multiple commercial vessels have come under attack in the Red Sea as Houthi, read Iran, Iranian-backed rebels launch strikes against the American Navy. Now, I'm old enough to remember like Pearl Harbor and stuff when, I mean, I wasn't around for Pearl Harbor, but I'm old enough to remember when they would teach actual American history and you could learn about such things when an attack on an American naval vessel, which was partially what was attacked and what was the target at Pearl Harbor. Well, that would mean open. Uh, that would mean war. And here we have a world that Joe Biden has brought to all of us that is descending into madness and war. Watch. Morning, Robin. This morning, U.S. warships in the Red Sea are on high alert after this serious and significant escalation. We're talking about ballistic missiles hitting three commercial vessels in a busy shipping lane with a U.S. warship trying to fend off more possible attacks and render aid. The attacks lasted more than seven hours. It began Sunday at 9.15 a.m. A ballistic missile fired from Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen landing in the waters near the cargo ship Unity Explorer. At 12 p.m., the USS Kearney on patrol in the Red Sea when a drone launched from Yemen heads toward the Kearney, the Navy crew shoots it down. At 12.35, the Unity Explorer under fire again. This time, the missile strikes the ship, while another drone is shot down as it heads towards the Kearney. At 3.30 p.m., the cargo ship number nine struck by a ballistic missile. One hour later, ballistic missile number four hits the cargo vessel Sophie. Again, the Kearney racing to this cargo vessel to render aid as yet another drone is launched in the Kearney's direction and shot down. You think strong men are scary? Imagine a world built by weak men. Go study the histories of the 20th century and you'll see what weak men are capable of. Weak men all across Europe, weak men all across Western civilization, uh, decay, destruction, um, the murder of tens of millions, world war, untold human tragedy, lost treasures forever, built by our better ancestors, all destroyed by weak men. And that is the world that we are living in now. So more Kyle Rittenhouses, more strength, more strong men to make peace and good times. Remember that, strong men create good times, good times create weak men. We are living in the world of weak men we don't have to be, though. We can continue to fight, and you can help us continue the fight here if you join the Benny Brigade. Give us an early Christmas present by joining the Benny Brigade. It costs less than a uh, $5 foot long per month to do so. Sign up for an annual subscription, and we will send you a keychain, the official Benny Brigade keychain of the Salty Army. Ladies and gentlemen, has the Salty Tank on the back of it, and we will roll into 2024 together. Join the Brigade today, and we have a the most special and the most excited I've ever been for any original content product. You know, we we go out of the studio and we film all this content and uh, do all these like big scale productions. And we're 
we're ratcheting it up, 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 up. You will be the first to see our newest project that we will have uh, this week. I'm very, very excited about it. Bringing Christmas joy to the people who, who could use some, who need it most. Ladies and gentlemen, we can bring you joy every single uh, day on this program by bringing you the verse of the day from Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Soar on wings like eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where we wish to be. That is where we wish to be in the uh, year of our Lord, 2023, ending here soon, and 2024. It's going to be a wild year. It's going to be something that we need to prepare for. We must have strength. And as Kyle Rittenhouse so perfectly said, God's got us. March forward. Have confidence. The victory is ours. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.